my dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day, my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash customer to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash customer. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to Studio 22. Welcome to Studio 22. I'm your host, Will Eldman, here with Brock O'Hearn. Um, I'm also a host. Yeah, yeah, we'll get to you. It's 9 a.m. on a Sunday, a.k.a. my Jesus time. What do I mean by that? Well, I go outside and I pray to Jesus who I should play in fantasy football. Is it Nico Collins or Michael Pittman? Is it Derrick Henry or Travis Etienne? Typically both. And then we go uh, start the day. Or I'm asleep, dreaming about Jesus. But enough about me. Welcome, Brock. What do you do with your Jesus time? Well, right after this, I'm actually going to church, so that's where I'll be. Oh, God. Okay, so <laughs> I am going to hell, I guess. Um, good for you. That's good. Real Jesus time. Like, not my superficial fake shit. No, it's, I'm, dude, I mean, if you are praying to Jesus, that's all. It's always a good thing, no matter what. Yeah, whoever you're praying to, yeah. you know, Sunday is a sacred day, for sure. Jesus and football, baby. All I know is you shouldn't be recording podcasts Sunday morning at 9 a.m. So It does look really nice out right now, though. Yeah, it's beautiful. Um, we have a really cool episode today. We wanted we, no guests today because uh, no one in their right mind would come be on a podcast at Sunday at 9 a.m. Besides the crazy folks here at Studio, <laughs> at Studio 22. Um so we're going to talk a lot about Comic-Con. 
Comic-Con is this week. We're really, really excited for Comic-Con. L.A. Comic-Con, that is. And we have a lot of stuff to announce there. Some of this stuff we've kind of talked about before, but, um, you know, now it's set in stone and we have actual time frames for it all and um, coupon codes and discount codes and, uh, yeah, merchandise and, and a lot of cool stuff. Yeah. December 1st to 3rd, which is Friday to Sunday, right? Yeah. So, uh, what you know what time the doors open? What is it, eight, 9 a.m.? Yeah, I think it's kind of pretty similar to 9 to 5 or 10 to 6 yeah. or something like that. Yeah, I think it's, it might be 10 to 6. I think that sounds about right. We'll, we'll fact check that. But, um, yeah, it's going to be a fun one. We're doing a huge activation. We've got Kane all over the place out there. We've got a special announcement you're only going to see uh, on Sunday. And you got to be there. You got to be there at 4 p.m.? Yeah, yeah. 4 p.m. Sunday. And our panel. Our panel. We have a panel. What time's the panel? 1 p.m. on what? Sunday. Yeah, 1 p.m. Uh, Sunday. And then we've got our, should we say? It's Tuesday. Come out and see the Studio 22 trailer that we are going to be doing the podcast live out of. We've got a bunch of special guests that you can meet right there on the spot if you're there. Um, you can watch the podcast live being recorded. You're going to see us, but it's this really amazing, massive trailer that's taken up a bunch of booths, and it's going to be right in the middle of Comic-Con, so it'll be easy to find us. Easy, oh, yeah. Easy to find us. Yeah. And Brock's already pretty easy to find at Comic-Con, too. Yeah, we wanted to make it even easier. So that's what we did this year. Uh, but, yeah, we've got a lot of stuff, a lot of big announcements, a lot of great guests. Uh, we're going to have a lot of fun. That's the main thing. And like you said, we've got a discount code for anybody that wants to come in. So what is it, 15, 20? 12% off. 12% off. Uh, day or weekend passes. If you use code KANE, K-A-N-E, all caps, on the LA Comic Con website. Just like this. Okay. Yeah, 12, 12% off. So that's already, it's a pretty fair, pretty good deal already. And then, you know, oh, add yeah. that on, it'll be nice. And then we're doing a... Uh, I actually don't know the time of this. We need to get, we need to figure out what time are we doing the Klaus uh, meet and greet? Oh, yeah. Meet and greet at uh, Klaus's booth. Um, they have a massive booth. Um, I think we are doing 11, 11.30 around there on Saturday. It's on like Saturday. late Saturday morning. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we'll be doing a massive meet and greet. Um, 11, 11.30. Let's say 11 to be safe. And, uh, We'll put some details in the description. In the in the in the, in the description. Right? Yeah, I think once we know like where their exact <laughs> yeah. setup is and all that, yeah, we well. can meet and greets, podcasts, special announcements, panels. Uh, we're going to be walking around. We're going to be meeting people. We're going to be networking. We're going to be having fun. And we're premiering a piece of content. I'll be very vague. Mm. We have something to premiere at Comic Con. Never before seen. Yeah. Poured a lot into this. Will poured a lot into this, and we're very excited. You poured a lot into it, too, of your soul. <laughs> and my voice. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, yeah, we're very excited about this one. Partnered with a really amazing company to develop it, and it's something we're excited to share. And that'll be on stage uh, Sunday, the 4th. So if you come one day, that'll be a fun day to come um, with the panel and, and the onstage announcements. And then we've got, you know, just regular old Comic-Con. 
uh, LA Comic Con. You know, bring your uh, cosplay, bring your uh, your happy hats. I don't know what to say there, but just bring yourself <laughs> and come hats, on, <laughs> come on down, and let's have some fun. Um, yeah, and big shout out to uh, Rogue Matter, all the folks over at Rogue Matter. Um, you know, the comic studio that Kane is now a part of their family. And we're going to do a lot of announcements with them. Um, our booth is going to be with them. And um, Lineage Digital for some of the media work. Yeah. And some fun announcements with Lineage. But Rogue Matter shout out. We'll be with them a lot over the weekend. And uh, they do great work. And they have tons of stuff they're announcing too. Yeah. They have like seven franchises or something like that they're announcing new ones yeah yeah one of the things that i am most excited about with comic-con is we are announcing the first ever full volume of kane so we've got a a first to last issue volume uh five issues the fifth issues is a big one. It's a, it's a really good one. It's a banger. We we go through Kane's journey, uh, his your introduction to Kane and his world, this whole entire world, this universe that sets up everything that we've been developing for years and uh, over thousands of years and, and multiple different. Uh, I don't want to say timelines, but they fall. I can say timelines because it's different parts of time, right? Um, but it's all part of the linear same timeline that we lead into to present day with with Kane. But um, yeah, we've got a special edition. First issue for trade uh, available at Comic-Con, a Comic-Con LA special edition first issue. Oh, yeah. You can, you'll only get it here, guys. You'll only get it at Comic-Con. So come by, come say hi, uh, come check it out. If you want to hold it in your hands, if you want to get it signed by us, whatever you want to do, but just come say hi, let's have some fun, and uh, we're excited to bring this to you. And that's something that we're doing with Rogue Matter um, releasing that special edition version of issue one, mm. um, you know, so shout out again to them and, you know, we're going to have, it's going to be cool. It's going to be really special. And, you know, those are the types of things like, you know, five, 10 years from now, you're like, you can't find those, yeah. right? Like we only do one print run of it and yeah. that's it. And then they exist, they're out there, but you can't find them again. And that's what's really cool too is that that's uh, if you want to collect, that's a unique collector's item that you're just not going to get unless you're there or you buy it in the aftermarket. You know, get access to it. Someone, someone gives it to you. You know, makes a great gift. Yeah. Um, Which is hard when they're so limited. Yeah, very limited run. But you know, uh, we're excited to bring it to you guys, and um, it's going to be fun. It's just going to be fun. We went last year. We did. Had a booth last year. And I'm I'm glad we, you know, did that last year where we kind of like, we went in, we saw what it was about, we got our bearings, we had our booth, but, you know, this year, I mean, with the podcast set up and the trailer and, you know, working with Rogue Matter on, yeah. you know, sharing a massive booth with them and all their other stuff, and then, you know, the meet and greet with Klaus that we got scheduled, we're on a panel, yeah, you know, um, and... You know, a few other people, you know, Chris Gore and Film Threat, they have a panel that we want to go to at some point. Yeah. Um, and there's a bunch of people there, right, that, that oh, yeah. a lot of people know. You know, it's most of the cast, uh, all of the, the guys um, that played the Hobbits in Lord of the Rings. Hobbits from Lord of the Rings. Originals. We got uh, 
one of your favorites, Dwight Schrute. Rain Wilson is going to be there with some of the office folks. Um, Logic's going to be there. Logic. Uh, uh, incredible uh, artist, performing artist. Um, uh, but yeah, there's a massive list. There's the, some of the top cosplayers out there are going to be there. Some top actors you know, are, are going to be there. And then uh, stuff like the panel that you mentioned, you know, you're going to be able to come in, hang with us, ask us questions. We're going to be there. Uh, and it's just going to be fun. Like, I don't, I can't, you, you got to experience Comic-Con at least once. It's a vibe for sure. And, but our panel, just to give a few more details, it's called Going Rogue in Hollywood. I'm, I believe like it might be longer than that. Going Rogue in Hollywood or something with Rogue Matter. And, you know, Brock and I'll be on the panel talking about how do you, carve out your own space in the indie film world and then also you know the hollywood realm so i'll kind of be approaching it more of like as an independent producer and brock will be approaching it more as like really in from inside hollywood working with hbo working with you know kind of hollywood itself and um yeah, so that'll be cool you'll you'll have a lot of different fresh perspectives on the industry and um, from kind of different places, but that's a little more information on the panel itself at 1 p.m. on Sunday. Yeah, so all in all, it's going to be fun. We're excited to meet uh, everybody who comes through and uh, everybody else new there. We're going to make a lot of friends, a lot of connections there. Um, it's just the way it goes. I think uh, when you're there and you see it, you know, it's a lot of people. How many people come through Comic-Con through the weekend? It's it's about... It's about 140,000 yeah. over three days that's pretty incredible yeah yeah a lot of foot traffic uh a lot of different personalities and artists and creators and um different cosplay costumes you know you get to see a lot so it's it's a very entertaining weekend it's a very fun weekend and then uh it's a collaborative weekend you know we're all there as creators as uh escape artists i want to call it you know people i mean of, yeah it's it's a big form of escapism right so it's just i think you got to have fun in life i know you got to have fun in life and i think if you can take your place to take yourself to a place that has a concentrated amount of you know whether it's anything from pokemon to rick and morty to lord of the rings to you know star wars that you get you get all of it and then you get to find those elements that you grew up loving that you love today they're all little pieces of that and then there's people around that love just as much if not more those things uh, that you've used as inspiration or escapism or entertainment or whatever it may be for whatever it is, it's all there in one place, you know? It's a pretty cool thing. Well said, and totally, dude. It's, you know, kind of talking about this last night, like, you can't really look anywhere in the world right now and, and not see some type of conflict, whether it's election season coming up or wars abroad um you know and i think it's it's a good time for comic-con to you know remind us you know how to have some fun and and uh really that sense of community like you said is probably the strongest part of it and um it doesn't matter what franchise you're a fan of you're there for the sense of community um and you know that's what i'm definitely looking forward to the most is talking to everybody yeah yeah we need it now more than ever i think yeah i agree i agree and uh 
we're going to get it. We're going to get it at Comic-Con. So one thing that I came back here the other day, uh, a nice little surprise. Oh, good transition. My boys, Spencer and Will, Will and Spencer, were working on a little something. And uh, I had no idea what it was going to be. Uh, didn't know what to expect. And I was very, very pleasantly surprised. Were you? I was. Nice. It was, it was uh, very impressive. Unexpected and very, uh, what's the right word? I, uh, I welcome it. <laughs> I, I want some more of it. So to give a little more context, Spencer and I, you know, really all of us, but Spencer and I were meeting and we've always kind of been talking about doing like a jam session. Like, you know, we all have, we've all had like some form of musical experience and Spencer is really, really good um, at guitar and on all the tech and a lot of music is tech right now. And, you know, Spencer having that skill set, we're like, damn, dude, like, let's, let's start rocking a little bit. Let's, you know, bust out your guitar. I'm like, you want to do a little jam sesh? He's like, my guitar is in my car, baby. Boom. He ran out and got it. And we just started jamming. And, um, you know, we, we want to share what we, we want to first off for the first time ever have our producer Spencer come on the show. Um, hopefully he did his makeup today and, uh, you know, doesn't say anything too inappropriate on Jesus day, but, uh, come on in Spence. Let's, let's talk about this with you. You're only allowed to speak in song. Oh, oh like the Marvels you mean? Oh, is that what is that what happened in the Marvels? Yeah, there's a scene in the Marvels. <laughs> I, I haven't seen the movie. I just saw the trailer. Ah, you're gonna experience the the glaring sun. Am I? Oh, maybe you'll do something about it now. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> Studio Twenty Two. What's up, Spencer? boys? You may have heard uh, Spencer's voice from time to time, checking some facts, fixing some things in the background. But now you get to put a face to it. He's uh, our, our amazing, badass producer uh, and also a very talented musician and uh, first and foremost friend. Thank you, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How's it going, man? Good morning. Hey, good morning. Um, I'm feeling pretty good, although I didn't really get like a whole lot of sleep last night because I had to be here at nine. Oh. I told oh, you. Oh, did you? Was that? That was not this week where you were doing it. It was Thursday. No, yeah, yeah. Producing until yeah. 3 a.m. Yeah. <laughs> you had to be here at nine? Yeah, yeah. Well, dude, we're glad you're here and I'm glad that we started at 1045. Yeah, me too. Where were you? Lies. You I was here. What were you doing? I, I was setting up the podcast. Oh, no, you, were in, you were in the bathroom for quite a bit, actually. We, <laughs> <laughs> Got him. Um, so let's walk everybody through what we did. And by the way, who's going who's gonna to play it if you're sitting here? Uh, can you play it on the phone into the mic, or are you guys playing it like Oh, that's not a bad idea. I can just play it in post. Okay, okay. So we'll just, pa pause for play. Yep. in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. 
I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash customer to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash customer. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry, and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? It's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud. Oracle Cloud Infrastructure, or OCI. OCI is a single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. OCI has four to eight times the bandwidth of other clouds, offers one consistent price instead of variable regional pricing, and of course, nobody does data better than Oracle. So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, Take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com slash strategic. That's oracle.com slash strategic. oracle.com slash strategic. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we're back. <laughs> um, Spencer played both parts of the guitar and recorded them separately and then overlapped them, right? Played back and then played it on top. What is like the most important thing in your mind when you're kind of going back in to record that second guitar, when you already have the first one recorded, what do you look for when you're trying to, you know, fill that second part in? Because I was curious about that too. It's like, how do you time that? How do you feel? I think it's about making sure the pieces fit together and that they all serve the overall vision of what the song should be. Um, You shouldn't just add more stuff for the sake of adding more stuff, if that makes sense. So you shouldn't just add more cowbell. Well, oh, we wanted to add cowbell. Always, <laughs> I think we That'll still might. I'll come, yeah. in. I'll come in in the back. We were making we were making some cowbell jokes. We did add a little tambourine though. A little sure tambourine did. man, dude. I love the tambourine shakers. Are you it's, kidding me? It's a good little atmosphere. A little salt shaker. Um, mm-hmm. I try to put that in like every song. But yeah, Very nice. it's funny because like I'm asking a question about it, even though 
when we were there working on it, it was very like, you're just in the moment and you're trying things out and you're seeing if it sounds good or if it feels good. Right. So you, it's hard to kind of put a label on any like, why do you do this? Oh, well, because it sounds good or it feels good. Right. Right. But Well, I think too, it really helps having someone else to bounce ideas off of because I could play something that I think sounds good and you're like, whoa, what was that? Like, that, <laughs> that wasn't even close, you know? Right. And um, I think like that's, that's so valuable and so important that like the people in the room can lend their opinions. Right. Like, I think that's such a huge and sometimes overlooked aspect of music production. Um, you know, like, cause a lot of times the technology is at a point where you can make everything in your bedroom. You don't need anybody else. Billie Eilish. Right. But even her, like her and her brother are making the records together. That's true. So they're bouncing ideas off. Like having someone else in the room to be able to do that with. Yeah, man, it's, it's so key. And, and I think having that creative, like we edit together every week, right? right? Like all three of us do, but like us two also. So like having positive, creative communication, we already had that. Yeah. So then we kind of just applied it to music, yeah. right? Absolutely. And, w- and what was that book you were reading last night? Uh, I forgot the which which reinventing one. comics, was understanding where, comics. Where they spoke about having a thousand different artists or comic uh, creators. Yeah, I think that was reinventing. Reinventing. Yeah. yeah. And it was one of the two, but it was in there, and it was saying there you can put a thousand artists in one place, right? And then unless you put them in the same room or once you put them in the same room or even put one or two in the same room, make it three, make it four, whatever, however many or how little you want to do, they will undoubtedly, without without question, start help or, or taking influence from each other or helping yep. each other, right? Mm-hmm. So when you come to music with you guys, that's where you're creating something together. You know, It's not just like Spencer's vision or Will's vision and then that's it and it is what it is. It's like, no, there's going to be the way you strum the guitar or play certain notes or there's going to be you know, uh, your, your idea of where you want to go with the song and, and the way, the feel or the tone that you want to have or whatever it is and you come together and then you find that happy medium and then now you have this little song baby that is now going to be potentially, definitely uh, the new intro for, for a studio, right? Yeah, totally. I mean, it's like definitely a process and you want to be respectful of each other's ideas while still kind of being sure about what you want. And I, we were just pretty much on the same page the whole time though of like, you know, a new sound would come up and we both just kind of knew like that those are the drums we're looking for. Mm. Those are not the droids you're looking for. Um, (laughs) No, but, you know, I think a lot of that, too, is Spencer's talent, like, on that technology because he really is able to, like, bring up 30 different new instruments and then insert them, take them out, figure out if they work or not, you know, what, because there's unlimited options you can add. Yeah. So if you're not in the right ballpark, even on that stage. Yeah. Right? 2002 GarageBand, that's what you're using? Yeah. <laughs> well, the 2001 version's better, actually. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, I actually believe you when you say that. <laughs> um, no, that's awesome. What What are you? Uh, what's What is it? Logic or what's the the software you like to use? I'm using Ableton. So for the longest time, I was on Pro Tools, um, but Pro Tools does a subscription model, and they wouldn't let me renew my subscription, and it was just. Huh. I, it was super annoying, and I think they've taken enough of my money. Ableton. I was gonna a, say my credit card stopped working or something. No, <laughs> <laughs> we did that for a while. I remember for the other podcast. Um, 
yeah no it's that's that's funny they wouldn't do that interesting yeah. i've had some weird hiccups with with uh stuff like that uber for example right <laughs> done with uber dude i'm saying and so i don't know i think um especially in this city i've noticed like the best producers and best beat makers are using ableton Mm. Like the people who are more like mixing engineers, they're using Pro Tools. Yeah. Um, but to like actually like get something on the canvas and like make a beat, Ableton is the simplest, most user friendly, um, and I just I love it. Awesome. That's what I was going to ask: is what what's the difference there? And it seems like it's just an easier, more uh, user friendly process. Then okay. Yeah. All right. And like that's really good to know too. That's good advice. Like yeah, Spencer has spent tons of time in a studio, you know, engineering music with, you know, professional musicians. And, um, you know, if I was out there trying to figure out like which one to use or whatever, yeah. I'd definitely take that advice. You know, it's like we're talking with, uh, when we talked with Shep Gordon and he says, finding a mentor, mm. you know? Yeah. And, and one of the things that I've always known or seen is that success leaves clues, right? So if you're over there working on music and you want to take it seriously, take your career seriously, well, success leaves clues, What's everyone using that's right. doing it? Ableton, right? So if that's the case, then you're you did a smart decision on your part by going and, and figuring out that software and using it, and and it's only going to help you further, right? It's Hell yeah! Same thing with with the film industry. Same thing with the comic industry. With that, with every industry, really, 100%. it's like some people have already pat, uh, paid the path, and then there's other people that are you know new in like Panavision, for example, or any of these like camera companies or software companies or whatever. Everyone will come in every now and again. George Lucas. And create something that nobody's ever seen or done before. Yeah. But then other people will use that blueprint to go create their own stuff, you know? Right. Dude, it's crazy you said that too, because before we did the jam sesh, I was showing Spencer how to use Cinema 4D and animate things, oh, wow. add special effects, yeah. you know, work the cameras within that in like crazy advanced software for, you know, visual effects and all that. It is. Um, I know, I've seen it. But, you know, Jerry Weintraub told me in like 2005, you know, if you want to be successful in the film industry, CGI is the future. Yeah. And like, obviously, that was the case. Everything yeah. is CGI now. I mean, I, don't, I couldn't have even predicted how much he was right, you know? Well, even, um, even AI being a form of that, I guess you could say. Oh, yeah. Right. No, yeah. for sure. A for very sure. advanced form, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, AIs are computers. CGI is computer-generated imaging. Yeah. Right. Um, but it's really nice having someone that's fluent in that technology language, right? Because we, you can do so many things in a short period of time. We were trying all this different stuff. We were taking it in. Um, but, yeah, it made it really fun. Dude, hell yeah. I had a blast doing that, dude. Dude, me too. Me too, man. And yeah, it's super cool to see you, like how quickly you picked up Cinema 4D. And like... How, oh yeah, I was talking about the music. <laughs> I mean, yeah. But, but thank you. That was, like, that was like your version of like, you were the, the captain right. on the Cinema 4D, and then right. I was the captain on the music. But it was kind of, it was really cool the way that, that song came together though too, because it started with, I mean, I just like picked the guitar up and started plucking around, but then you came up with the lyrics and we don't know if we're going to even use them or not we don't necessarily yeah we were just having fun right but when you came up with the lyrics that's what inspired me to come up with the guitar riff yeah so it's yeah. it's cool that we like bounce ideas off each other like that 
Definitely. You know? And like one idea leads to another. Right. And it you, doesn't matter which ones you keep or which ones you, yeah. So what you're saying for anybody who's listening or watching right now is that in 2024, there will be at the very least a Will and Spencer Studio 22 EP released to the public. Why just Will and Spencer? If it's Studio 22, Brock has yeah, to be bro, on it too. I need to learn the software and do something. <laughs> you don't need to learn any software. You just need to bring yeah, that beautiful hey, voice buddy. you got. Rise up. Uh-huh. <laughs> Ladies. That's awesome. No, dude, I'm, I was really stoked when I uh, came back to see you guys doing that. and um, It's cool, man. That's so cool. Creating. Yeah. That's, that, would, I would say, for me, is the biggest lesson of 2023 that I've, uh, I've, I've learned is whether it's in film, whether it's writing, you know, whether it's uh, seeing what you've done, Will, uh, w- same with you, Spencer, with your music, um, anybody that's doing anything is not waiting for something to happen. They're creating. So it's how can we create on the highest level? How can we bring our gifts to the to the table and to help serve the world? Like what can we do to create? And the more you create, like I've been listening to a lot of uh, Rob Deirdrick, mm-hmm. uh, oh, man, his podcast the other day. Uh, yeah, dude, his mindset is is phenomenal. First off, like growing up as a, a skater, you know, you you look up to him, and then you see Fantasy Factory, world industries. Stuff. Yeah, man, I was there for that. Um, and. And you see that, and then you see this guy now who has this incredible mindset, and he's he's literally preaching all the time about creating, mm-hmm. and how can I create this and do this and do that, and and it's not like you're not you're not sitting back in a in a passenger seat waiting for it to happen. You're driving the car, you know what I mean? And I know that doesn't sound very deep, but at the end of the day, look at That's all important. of your favorite things in the world. Yeah, right. I mean our phones and Steve Jobs with Apple look at people with Elon Musk you know he's creating cyber tr- well, Tesla in general but also uh SpaceX and and you know uh what's uh Neuralink Starlink and Neuralink mm-hmm. and it's like it's one thing after another after another you know and then you look at the same Neuralink film trips and, me out though I don't know yeah it is trippy yeah it'd be really cool if it does help people with neurological issues that's or, true or that's true par- like I think that but if it turns to the next step where it's like which I guess you can already have the argument that we are uh, cyborgs with our phones, right? It's just are. not connected. Oh, dude, <laughs> I, so this is a subject for another time. I just want to briefly bring it up. Patrick Bet David, PBD. Yep. Love did, that he's great. Super smart. On top of it. Yeah. He did an interview with this guy who wrote a book. He was a plumber who worked on a like, hyper-secret government facility in Antarctica. And yeah, as a plumber. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. And still need plumbers. Dude, I'm telling you, man, that I need to figure out his name and all that. Um, but there's he's basically saying to PBD, like, PBD's like, so you mean to tell me that, you know, the government has all this mind control stuff, they're constantly mind controlling everyone. He's like, What is a cell phone? (laughs) You know, and and then he's like well, you know, they can record you, they can hear you, they can, they see can 360 put messages directly into right. your head and your face, Yeah, they can do all these, and it's like, oh, okay. And he's like, so that's, you realize that is, um, when you torture someone, what is that? You are, it's exhaustion, it's paranoia, it's repetitive um, questioning. Mm. That's it's, it's the, the exact same you got there before I said it. <laughs> oh, sorry. It, no, no. I like exactly. Like it's yeah. it's just a different 
form. Yeah. You're constantly berated with the same information over and over again until you're just like, fine, fine. Yeah. Until you submit to it, essentially, right? It's just a different form of torture. We were talking about something totally separate than this last night, Will, but with... Um, um, who who was the person you're talking about? But you're talking about we were talking about it, when you watch a, a TV or uh, your phone or whatever it is where you're you're fully in a subconscious mode, right? Eckhart Tolle. Eckhart Tolle. Yeah. So that, and then versus reading a book where you're you're fully present and be able to digest that information just completely differently. Right. Um, and then I wonder how much with what you just brought up, uh, being in a subconscious state, you're able to be you know. I guess mind controlled or manipulated or or uh, your perception changed it to a degree, right? And and oh yeah, way how, more how, susceptible. To... Yeah, which is you know like it, I love TV and film; it's my life, right? But like you'd be a fool if you don't go back and look at even the 1950s ads uh, in a movie theater, and it's all go buy popcorn, go buy candy, do this, you know, and it's like right in front of your face. And now it's become to the point where they realized, I think you can do it in a split second. Oh, yeah. Like like be, the eyes can't even see it, but the subconscious and your mind can pick it up, right? right? And you see that in film and TV. You see that in the news. You see that all over the world with with content in general, right? Hundred percent. It's um, not only is it in the programming we watch, like in the TV shows or in the films, but it's also you know clearly in the advertisements. Um, yeah. And you are you are in a state of sub of unconsciousness when you're watching TV, you are not above thought you are below thought. Mm. Um, and absolutely way more susceptible to that. But anyway, um, There's but a- that's why we're, that's why we were all so excited about the comic books and how like comic con and comics, because comics are reading like right. reading is yeah. hyper consciousness because yeah. you're like super focused. You're actually learning engaged you know, you're holding something, you're, it's like way better for you than watching TV. And we're like, people have been looking at pictures and reading for thousands of years. You know, this TV thing is still relatively very new. Yeah. Um, You know, so yeah, there's a comics uh, are good. TV's bad. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, but TV's also good. I know. know, I know. uh, I know. We love TV. Right. It's like, it's, it's, uh, you just got to, not sit there for 12 hours on the couch right. watching TV. It's everything yeah. in moderation. Yeah. yeah. And I, and and some of like the most amazing stories are able to be told through TV, through film, right? And, and yeah. brought back to life, you know, or, or revisited or even imagined in a totally different way. So there's like that element that's just so cool in, in the creation aspect of like, you know, but there are elements of, if there's something, a conversation that's be had, it's probably, you know, un, un, to me, I forgot who said this so I could like back it up and actually sound smart, but it's always been unless you can disprove it, unless you can prove 100% without a doubt that it's not real, I believe that it is possible. Oh, yeah. So it's, it's even if you tell me there's a alien race living on a planet seven trillion light years away that, you know, only walks around in speedos and talks in Spanish, you know, like, which hey, I don't, <laughs> it could be, unless you, unless you prove me wrong. There's a chance, you know, but do you know what I mean? I love that example. <laughs> but it's, I want to go there. But it's that, yeah, it'd be cool to see that actually. But um, oh, man. it's it's one of those things. So so like you can have the conversation of is there some kind of probably programming in film and TV from time to time or right. the news or our phones or what? Yeah, probably. Is there probably the exact opposite of that where it's purely just great 
pure good content you know with there's all kinds of different forms of content and yeah. conversation and that's why i love like uh there's this cult classic roddy piper do you guys ever seen they live Mm-mm. you've never seen the film they live you guys that is your homework for today okay. uh it doesn't have to be today but any time maybe i have let me see yeah going, so so essentially uh it's this cult classic i love this film because um it's so funny that he finds these glasses these sunglasses right and what happens is he puts them on and it basically shows you everything that's subconsciously being pushed on you oh, or, or so you'll see like a um uh uh you know a, a billboard for example and i forgot you know one of the examples within the film it's been a while since i've seen it but like let's say it's you know two pink people sitting there laughing right and it's underneath the subconscious uh, information that's going into your mind is consume or buy or right. what, whatever the thing may be. Um, and then it shows like it, the glasses also show like which people in, in the world are like reptilians or whatever too. So it's like, a, it's kind of a cool, like, it's, sick. it's just a fun concept, I think, you know, but it's, it gives you, opens up your eyes to advertising, right? And why advertising works. There's a reason, you know, our, our minds are more uh, prevalent to certain colors, you know, like look, think about fast food, right? You know, yep. Burger King, McDonald's. They all got yellow yep. and red. Exactly. Why do you have yellow and red? Mm-hmm. It's because of the way it affects your mind, right? And it's, right. it's a quick, yeah, uh, it's fast and it's quick, but it also makes you like choose quickly. You know, it makes you stop and then, and then make a tr- decision right there on the right. spot. But there's, there's psychology behind colors and I'm doing a horrible job of explaining the psychology, <laughs> but that film alone uh, is something that I think is so fun because it just it just opens up your mind whether it's real or not you know whatever right. it's just more of like there is something else that people have had ideas about that there's some some kind of, like I don't know what the subliminal messaging behind that but like I just Brock's, I would say it's, if you're a werewolf you Brock's gonna beat you up with that subliminally <laughs> exactly uh, it's uh, subliminally a sick story and a lot of fun so enjoy. Hell yeah. Yeah, but um, no more carbs. Oh, you need a lot of carbs to get a body like that, dude. Well, enlighten us. Yeah, <laughs> if you uh, sign up for the discipline app, you will find. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, man! Yeah. But but back to your point about the subconscious. I mean, you absolutely need to be mindful of what you put in front of your eyes. Yeah. Because yeah. it's your subconscious is feed your mind. It's always it's always on, but it's also not always recording. Right. Well, dude, you're totally right because think about it. It takes energy to be conscious. Right. You have to like literally breathe, like get your breathing, maybe look away from the TV and like feel that awareness inside of you and then go back to watching. And like that takes energy. That's why the torture method of exhaustion and repetitiveness works because you there will be a time when you don't have that energy and it can get through. And it may not be the first time, but it'll be the hundredth time. Yeah. And like, that's why that method is proven. Yep. But yeah, that's, I mean, we're talking like, obviously, if you're just watching a TV show and you like it, like, it's not going to affect you at all. All I'm saying is, if anybody decides to go make a show, about a plumber going to some government base in in Antarctica. I gotta get that. That'd book. be pretty Let dang cool to out. see, dude. I'm gonna fi- I'm gonna figure out the name of that book because they'd probably get shut down. Yeah, there's. I mean, but there's so many like like I don't want to say random, but there's so many different like. Uh, what's the guy's name? I, I never like when I forget somebody's name, but uh, Close Encounters of the Fifth Kind, Fourth Kind, Third Kind. Oh, you know, like um, uh, I was um, gonna say Bob Proctor, but it's not. Bob, uh, no, no, it's. Um, oh, I got it. Bob is Lazar. Bob Lazar. There you go. Yeah. So Bob Lazar, right? 
He Somebody was like who, a Bob Lazar guy. Yeah. Was he? And and that's cool to hear because like as even again if it's not real, uh, whether it is or it isn't, right? That's like exciting for a normal person to hear because yeah. you're like, can you imagine? A plumber finding out all this crazy mind control information, right. right? Or or Bob Lazar saw an alien spaceship. You know, he knows how to contact alien. Like it it's the what if, you know, right. that's exciting. Okay, so I don't even want to like mention this because I promise <laughs> I'm a good person. So it don't come for me. Um he's an ex Raytheon whistleblower. His oh, name's shit. Eric Hecker. What? What is Raytheon? They're like a uh, they make they're def- like Lockheed they're Martin contractor. Okay. Yeah. They make okay. weapons. Gotcha. Yeah. Um like real life yeah, yeah, yeah. Stark Industries basically. Um Raytheon whistleblower <laughs> Eric Hecker. This guy's Iron yeah. Man. <laughs> We're done. <laughs> nah. Um uh he was former member of the Navy and firefighter and plumber South Pole facility, but um he has a book, but you know, he was basically talking about what I was saying about like, they're basically, they figured out the government can do that to us through media over long term, you mm, know, in, instead of like a direct interrogation. <laughs> yeah. They have headphones now that can literally go directly, they like vibrate with your inner ear bone and go directly to your brain, right? Yeah. And he was the saying, like, right? you don't need to put those headphones in. To get that, they can transmit that sound out. Wow! They can transmit those radioactive waves, and they got into like, can because uh, he was like men who stare at goats. He was like a medium, one of those people who can like, that's awesome. Um, you know, convey thoughts or read minds or whatever. But PBD kept pushing back. Like, you know, he mentioned okay, this is the trippiest part. Which believe or don't believe, it's all good. But um, he was saying. The U.S. government has the ability to cause an earthquake in any anywhere on the planet because of that Antarctica facility. Yeah, I've heard that. I've where, seen Ocean's Eleven, dude. Right, but <laughs> no, dude. But literally, like, you know, like U.S. presidents threaten third world countries with that all the time. He was saying, That's crazy. and like raytheon lockheed martin they all have that tech and he was saying he worked at one of those facilities in antarctica because you can do it by transmitting radio waves or electromagnetic waves to the plates they drill into the ice in antarctica and they put these really expensive like battery transmitters down there and all they have to do is shift or buzz one of the polar ice cap tectonic plates and boom earthquake happens in angola you know so like I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. 
what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and challenge all-star. And speaking of all-stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of Challenge Champion. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening you can believe that or not believe it but we do know that military tech is always 20 years ahead of it yeah. reaching the public right yeah, that's what so I, yeah I was, I was told that when i was like five years old i had some conspiracy theorists people in my family that were nuts a lot of there were some drugs involved in some of these <laughs> right, people's right. lives <laughs> but but hearing some of the stuff that i heard as a kid and then seeing it come through true 20 with credit cards with all kinds of different stuff 20 years later you know yeah um we're kind of heading in those directions and it's like okay i i understand if a lot of conspiracy theories are crazy right or or out of this world right but you're totally right dude we're not sitting here saying we believe the military has x we're not saying we believe you know they did y we're just like these are people out there that are writing books and whistleblowing and Here's what they're saying. Right. Make yeah. your own opinion. I'm not sitting here saying that a a, a movie uh, called They Live is admitting that there's either some glasses or reptilians running the whole. Like I'm just right. I'm just saying it's a fascinating ideal. Yeah. That is, it's entertaining to me. You know, we're the in the business of, of storytelling. Yeah. And so I find that stuff entertaining or fascinating because, like, what what my mind does personally is I immediately go to like, would that be a cool movie? Right. Would that be a cool story? Is that like or a comic book? Like I like World War Z, dude. I love that movie. You know, Brad Pitt and zombies, and like it's like crazy. It's like that's a innate fear that a lot of us have. Like we see zombies walking around all the time in in downtown Los Angeles. You know, or like whether whether they're on their phones or drugs have affected their life or you know uh, their minds are lost. You know, and like it's life. Life is tough, and and it affects us all differently. But like the idea of a mass zombie Walking Dead, it's a uh, innate fear because i think we know it might be possible right think, you know what speaking I mean? of zombies my zombie comic book desert heat is um you know comics, coming That's coming out soon it's i'm gonna back. have some more announcements at comic-con and um yeah me and penny trek the zombie apocalypse 
desert heat. Look out for that. Um, but yeah, I had to get that plug Great in real plug. quick. Hell Great yeah. plug. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you. Um, but yeah, like, you know, they're just interesting to consider. We're not saying anything's right or wrong. We're, we're just like, I think nowadays it's so fucking important, dude, to like make your own opinion and don't believe the news at face value. Get other sources, right? Like it's, it's essentially all news is, has like a left leaning thing except for Fox, which leans a little right. So depending on what news source you're watching, maybe get another version of it. Maybe look it up online and and read five articles and not one. And like, I just think we're losing independent thought. We're, We're losing like that curiosity to go find out shit on your own and just be like, okay, well he's saying this. Oh, well he owns the, uh, Washington Post. Right. So uh, he'll probably have a bias. <laughs> like, right. you know, it's like not to pick on the Washington Post. I'm just using that as an example. But I just would encourage everyone to be a free thinker out there mm-hmm. and don't just disbelieve the government because you think the government lies <laughs> all the time, obviously, either. Um, I've been guilty of that. But one. just try to get multiple sources. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just, and to branch off what you said, Will, I think too, it's important to understand like, who is paying for these news sources? Yep. Like who's advertising on there? Because, Always follow the money. Yeah, because that's gonna be a bias, right? It's like uh, undoubtedly. Yeah, it's like if a certain company is paying for advertising on your network, you're not gonna print or publish anything that makes them look bad. What was yep. that? I, I just heard. Uh, Good point. It was Dana White and Theo Vaughn. It was a clip yeah, of him. You see that too. clip? Yeah. Yeah, he was talking about how uh, he had RFK Jr. on. And then the advertiser is called Theo Vaunted. He's, he said he's been friends with him for nine, ten years. Uh, he had him on, and the advertiser called and said, we're not going to advertise on this, take it down, like do this, do that, you know, like trying to control it. And Dana White was on the opposite side of it of like, I did that. He posted something about Trump, right? Mm-hmm. And then the advertisers called him. Oh, you said the T word. I know, I know. And RFK Jr. Right? <laughs> and the R word. <laughs> but but it's but his whole point was, uh, Dana White was like, you can't tell me like we we live in America with free speech and and I'm allowed to vote and and view it doesn't matter if you're left you're right or whatever whatever you want to be um he was saying I'm not going to let some advertisers who are trying to give me money and and advertise on my platform tell me what to do with with my right as a an American to vote for whoever I want and it could be the same thing if he was talking about um uh, you know Obama, or if it was Trump, it doesn't. It doesn't. That's not the point. The point is, you have the right to vote and believe for in whoever you want and for whatever reasons you want. That's part of why we're here, right? Get politics out of culture, dude. Yeah, but like, it's, but it's, it's to the so, point. Yeah, it's to the point of what you're saying is like, well, you, it's, a lot of people think is you have the money, you have the power, which is a, it's kind of true right. to a degree, right? But it comes down to, you know, your belief system, what you're willing to stand up to, you know, right. and kind of go that route. But I just thought it was a fascinating because not a lot of people will stand up to that, you know. And again, not a lot of us are, you know, Dana White with billions of dollars. But, Dude, we're <laughs> at the know. point in America where one political party believes that they are vastly better and more morally superior than the other. And they accuse the other of being backwards and the worst type of people you could possibly accuse people of being. And that's not healthy. And it's wrong, first off. It's not fucking true. 
and it's really, really bad, and it makes for an incredibly toxic political situation. Um, and we need to get over that first and foremost. You need to start looking at your neighbor as a neighbor and not the fucking enemy because yeah. you look at them as an enemy long enough, they're going to be your enemy. Yeah. That's a great point. I think, <laughs> I think no, I mean, but it, uh, to your point, though, uh, we're all people, man, and we're all in this together. And if all shit and hell breaks loose, everything goes to shit and, and all hell breaks loose, what happens? We all suffer. Right. You know, and we're already all suffering. To live is to suffer. Right. So why not do our best to just, it's not easy to get along, especially when people have different belief systems, but at the end of the day, like, we're all here together. Right. That's what they, they say, you know, with astronauts when they go to space and they look down, right? Is it changes their perspective and you realize, oh, we are just a species surviving on this planet together. But for some reason, I don't know why, I mean, I do know why to a degree, we can't get along. Right. And, and why? We all have the same basic needs. We got to sleep. We got to breathe. We got to drink water. We got to eat, you know? I think humans have this horrible self-hatred of they, they understand that they are animals, right? We look at each other and we go, okay, we do these things on a daily basis. Like you said, we're disgusting. And I think there's an element of self-hatred of our animalistic nature that is deeply rooted in society where it's, you're, you know, it's funny because I love that part of me. I know, right. me too. <laughs> it's the part that grows muscle. Um, <laughs> chest hair. And chest hair. Um, yeah, so I think there's a lot of like deep-rooted psychological things there where it's like, you're totally right, man. Yeah. We, we got to accept each other and, and get past all this. And, you know, Comic-Con is yeah. a great place for that. Yeah, and I'm looking forward to coming together with a lot of different communities and talk comics and books and movies and shows and yeah. meet a lot of cool people and just enjoy being human because yeah. humans also create beautiful works of art like Cain. Yeah. And, and, uh, and, and that's, that's one of those things is whatever you inundate yourself with uh, on a regular basis is what your perception is going to be. It's mm -hmm. like, and that, it's like, I remember it was uh, reading this, this uh, thing about humans are the only creatures on earth that can change their environment and survive. Right. You can live on water for, you know, months and years at a time, right? If you can, if you can support yourself, you can get, you can drink water, you can fish, fish you can yeah. live off that, right? Uh, you can go to Antarctica, Antarctica and survive. You can go live in Africa, you can live in New Zealand, you can live in Canada, you can live wherever you want to live, right? A deer can't do that. A deer can only live in the woods. Yeah, they have their habitat. Yeah, a, a turtle can, you know, a sea turtle can only live in the sea, right? And And that's where we can change our psychology or our, 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 our lives. I don't know if it's psychology necessarily, but you can change your psychology if we switch our positions, right? So the same thing happens with the information that we're digesting on a regular basis. If we're going to keep taking in negative, crazy things, it's going to affect us whether we like it or not. We are habitual creatures. We are who we surround ourselves with and what we surround ourselves with. It's, it's our nature. Right. It's just the way we're built. It's the same thing with the artists. You take a thousand artists, once you start to put them together, they start to influence each other. That's yep. how we work. So if we're able to sit back. How, women, you know, get on the same cycles. Like it, it happens like in the physical That's realm too. It's yeah. like actual science. Yeah, so it's, it's that too. So I think what the best thing we can do is find the ways that we can be as healthy as possible, right? Like 
if you need to turn off an hour extra of the news the day and go meditate or you know yeah. do something healthy or or communicate with somebody you love you know and, and like connect or, or whatever it is i don't know what the f magic formula because we're all different right but but we have the ability to change that and to to you know make a better life for ourselves so if you're sitting there like imagine how different my life would be if i went and worked in washington dc right. <laughs> for the white house versus um and not there's nothing wrong with that that's i'm not that's not my point my point is versus being going and being a monk for you know 10 years right i'm, right. Gonna, I'm gonna live two completely different lives right yeah and i think when we come down to the conversation of of why our lives are the way we are why why society is the way it is like we got to just realize what are we doing with our lives every day how are we all working together in this ecosystem in this, this society in this in this world are we working in a good way or in a bad way and there's always going to be good and bad there's gonna be ebbs and flows gonna be ups and downs there's gonna be negative and positive but if we all can just work on healing loving ourselves loving each other and becoming the best version of ourselves whatever that looks like for each of us it's very difficult to do and it's it's a challenge but you know everything that's worth having is is not doesn't come easy right. so i think just moving forward if we just try to do one good thing every day in some way for somebody eventually we'll get to the point where it's not this person versus that person self love healing you're totally right man and you can't change other people yeah. you can only do it yourself yeah. so just focus on you it's and a, yeah try to get better every day i think with the the current state of the world you know it's like we all have had that thought of like well what if somebody releases a nuke you know well then it's all over then what are we even complaining about right yeah you know what's what's the point because there's a bigger because what's going to happen this is this is one thing that could unite the world right if a massive asteroid was coming to destroy earth I don't think our problems are going to be that big anymore. That was the thing for me. Like I had, and I we're getting a little, I'm getting pretty deep here. Well, no, real quickly on that point. Like that's why America was so united in the 20th century. Cause we constantly had a, you know, huge threat to the country. It was world war one, world war two, yeah. you know, we had, yeah, Vietnam, you know, so like, and then we had September 11th even. Yeah. And, and, um, you know, I that was some a point someone was making, and it's like, we don't do we really need that people? No. Like, can we please just focus on how lucky we are to live in this country and have the rights that we do and, and the access to everything and medicine and food? Like, can we just accept that that's freaking amazing and like treat each other well? Right. That's one of the biggest things I've seen. I know we gotta rock here real soon but in my life is i had a very uh, the lowest point i could have right and i wanted to end it all and i remember laying down staring at the stars and like trying to find my way out like i just a way to hold on and i remember i'm laying looking at the stars and it's tough when you're in a big city light pollution you don't get to really see the stars right um but what happens is you realize how big the universe is you realize how expansive it is how much is out there how many people are in the world and that even the world becomes small and you keep going and going and going in your mind farther out and how far these stars are and how far these planets are and like potential life out there whatever it is i'm just saying when you realize how small you are well all of a sudden those problems that are wrecking you or or overtaking you or or you know consuming your life all of a sudden those become small too and you realize if a massive event happens 
right? Or, you know, that thing that's worrying you so much is, is going to push you to the edge. Well, it's really not, it becomes not that big anymore. And you get to zoom out and look at the whole perspective, the perspective as a whole. And then you get to come back in and you're like, that shit that was effing me up, I can survive. People have survived more. They've been through more. We've been through more. Perspective is key. So it's just a matter of like zooming out, taking a macro look, and then come back in and taking a breath, you know? Absolutely. So... I don't know. That's if that helps anybody out there. I don't know, but it, it helped me and it changed my life. So a little perspective, man. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, hell yeah. The, uh, LA comic-con <laughs> December one to three. Yep. Um, we have a panel at 1 PM on Sunday. We have a big announcement on Sunday at 4 PM after the panel on main stage on main stage. We have, the studio 22 setup we have our rogue matter booth we have the signing at klaus's booth on saturday around 11 tons of things going on amazing people guests and studio 22 brought to you by bp pfizer and raytheon oh my gosh we just got demonetized (laughs) no and uh on on that point this is one last thing if you're coming to la comic-con use our code kane you get 12% off, whether it's a day pass or a weekend pass. No matter what, you get that, you get that uh, discount, that coupon. And uh, come say hi. Come find us. Like Will said, I'm easy to find. We'll be easy to find. Um, we have a whole row there that you should probably you probably won't miss. Um, and uh, we're excited. Let's go have some fun. Hell yeah. Thanks, boys. Play that track one more time. One more time. <laughs> DJ, hit that track. Thank you for watching Studio 22. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. And follow our socials at Studio 22 Podcast. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. 
old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.